Hey everybody, welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. Julie Murphy here and today we're going to talk about how everything that shows up in the outside in your world is because it's on the inside and we need everybody to recognize this. Why? Because we live in a hologram and I need everyone to start to understand this because this goes for money, your relationships and your health. So Rita, let's do this with people because gosh, it's it. It's really it. And it's so hard to see if something's outside. And before we go to that, I want to remind people to hit that subscribe, like, and notification bell for my channel as well as Rita's because we're going to help you get to a life that you absolutely love. So let's do this today. Rita, you were saying right before we went on, I'm like, wait, 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 we got to get this on camera for everybody because this is good stuff. It's good meat, right? Let's right. go. Right. Well, you know, everything's been going sideways and pear-shaped in the world, you know, and whether it's true or not, you know, whether we're only focusing on the negative or only focusing on the positive, right. you know, there's still stuff going on. There's a war in Ukraine, there's, you know, gun deaths, there's, you know, childhood traumas. I mean, all of that's still going on. And so how do you reconcile you know, the desire, what we feel is our heart's desire to have a peaceful, joyful world with this world that we see outside of ourselves. You know, we say to ourselves, well, I would never be that abuser. I could never do that. Mm. I could never be the person that, um, you know, that did that genocide or a sociopath or, you know, someone who would be so hurtful. But the reality is, I think that when we don't focus on staying in a place inside of ourselves, in a place of compassion, right. and in a place of inner peace, right. we're contributing to all of the chaos, all of the drama, all of the everything, because we are a community consciousness. We're all connected in, our, in, in how we affect one another. Right. And so we're either making things better because we're focusing on having inner peace and breaking the mindsets that say that's evil, that's, you know, they're a disgusting person, you know, right. why would they ever do that? Those are the thoughts that shame, that blame, that sorrow, that fury, that's what creates more. Right. And it's, you know, and you've taught me this all along to be like, okay, just step out of it. And you have to step out of it by not having a hijacked nervous system. And yes. so getting to that place of inner compassion and inner peace is really just finding it inside of yourself. Because and you, prioritizing you, it. If right. you're getting beat up, if life is beating you up and you feel helpless and people are manipulating you and taking advantage of you, the question needs to be not whose fault it is. The question needs to be, what thoughts am I thinking inside of myself about or feel? feel. Or I don't even think it's thoughts. Isn't it like yeah. the words you're speaking and your feelings and your thoughts? It's the whole combination yeah, of it. Right, if if right. you're scared and you're thinking to yourself, I can't believe they did that. And you're saying by writing or saying to somebody else, you know, I can't believe this is happening. You know, it's happening. You're contributing to it. So how are you going to break the cycle of that fear of that reaction and deal with your own mindsets that, that people are either all good or all bad? Right, right. And, and going from a place of, when you find that inner peace, 
then you can actually really start deciding like, or, or I should say not deciding, you're tuning into who you really authentically are. Because when you're in that game of the push and the shove and the blaming and the shaming and the judgment and looking at all these things outside of yourself and you're complaining to people and you're talking to people and you're doing all that stuff, all that boils down to is that you're not being authentically yourself because you're now becoming a reactor to the world around you and you're not showing up as who you really truly are. And so of course you're going to suffer because the only way you don't suffer is by coming up and being you and finding that internal happiness no matter what's going on. I mean, you, you hear these stories about these people that have lived through horrific things, but they were happy. They were fine because the outside of the world was that, but they found the joy and happiness inside because they were authentically themselves. Right. But trauma many times, yeah, trauma many times gets in the way of being authentic. Absolutely. Because, That's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. There's such a physical response of fear and I need to run and your heart's beating too fast and your stomach's knotted up and, and you're controlling it and you're being right. nice. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've for the most part really been a very nice person all of my life. Mm. And I wondered why I am so nice, but you know, people are still doing things to me. You know, people are still being abusive. They're still saying these things. But I think it's not abusive unless you let them. Right. But I think that if we see that someone's abusing us and we're reacting as if someone's abusing us, rather than taking the time to recognize something's happening and to care about your inner world, get that settled and peaceful. That's how then we create the world that we want. Correct. Is by being peaceful and loving inside of ourselves, not just in what we say, well, I would never say that. Well, I would never do that. But you would think it, mm -hmm. but you believe it. Right. Your right. heart still gives off that fear and that trauma. So it's still in you. Right. And only when you comfort it and care for that inner world that you have, are you capable of creating a better reality? Otherwise, you're still helpless, just well, trying to survive. I always talk about, I've been pointing out a lot lately that on the cover of my book, Awaken Your Wealth, there's an egg on it. And there's a crack. I intentionally picked an egg that has a crack on it. Because what happens is, is the minute you start to crack out of that trauma, then there's potential for possibility. That's the crack that really goes, okay, he or she is in there authentically. Now it's time to come out. Now, how do you come out? How do you blossom? How do you do all that? And it's about the fact it's the stories that we tell. It's the, you know, but once you start to crack it open, you start to feel what that feels like to be authentic and how it feels how to be outside of your trauma from your childhood. All of a sudden you're like, I kind of want more of that because that's where the seed is for the joy and the happiness that is what I call real wealth because money is only the result of everything else in your life. Great marriages are only a result of you having real wealth inside of yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person. 
right? And your the whole deserving piece comes in. I don't deserve to. And that's just, we were just brainwashed over time, you know, to think that we didn't deserve, you know, our family didn't deserve, blah, blah, blah. But it's really not true. When you believe you deserve and you start treating yourself as if you deserve to, to be happy, that's right. when you start to get Right. happiness and joy and abundance but you have to believe it first right. and if you if you're reacting to what somebody's doing if you see evil and hurt and war and drama and you're reacting to it without bringing yourself back to stability mm. then you're just continuing to create the drama for yourself right healing is the smallest part of this we want to get you healed so you can start creating the life that you want exactly well, and, and I would like to say, um, you had said something that, uh, you know, you were brainwashed. I like to get people to a place of going, you chose to be brainwashed, right? Like you may not have realized at the time you were, there was no way that I realized along my journey that I was really negotiating myself away in my marriage. And that had nothing to do with him. It had 100% to do with me. And so in that process, I'm going to sit there and say, okay, now I can see how I participated in that. But there's a grieving process that goes in that because initially you do think it's about everybody else. Especially as a child, if you're oh, traumatized as a child. Right. And that's, and, and that's kind of where it happens is I, I like the word brainwashed because it's the it's what happened. You were placed into an environment and you were repeated these same beliefs over and over and you were in the womb and your parents, your mother continued to believe those same beliefs over and over. And it's nobody's fault, but it is what happened. And so now you can choose to do something different. Right. And it's just important, I think, to, to come from that knowing in a state of neutrality and not like it was somebody else or it was you, even if you're blaming yourself, like it's right. not about that. It's not about you. It's not about other. It just is. Blame doesn't help. Guilt doesn't help. Because when you say help. neutrality and accept that it just is, that's why I use it the second step of my process of how I work with clients is you have to accept reality. But you can't accept reality when you feel like if you're beating yourself up for doing it or if you're blaming somebody else for it. That's not neutrality. That's not acceptance. Well, that's still thinking that it's outside of you. And that means always, you're not really feeling it inside. I always think that neutrality is just one step. And then a next step is consciously, lovingly, compassionately from a higher vibration, creating the reality that you want. I've got a couple clients where they've done so much work. Yeah, they've done so much work in their life and they've gotten to a place of neutrality, but now it's like they're flatlining. Mm. And the the missing piece for them is no, no, when you meditate, you don't have to flatline. You can actively create the oh, reality yes. that you want. Yes. I just had this conversation yesterday. It's like, well, just allow it to come to you. And I'm like going. Okay, there's a very important step here. It comes to you, the synchronistic event occurs. You then have to step into it. Yes. Because you are in 3D world. You are tangible. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you do feel sick, and you do feel scared, and you do feel hurt, and these these things happen to you, and and you experience them, and that's and that's life. But if you want to move on, you have to realize you're you're in a different space than there than than that was, and you have to. Do you want to use your limited brain power? I mean, the frontal lobe is only like two to three tablespoons of gra- of brain matter. And we think that's everything that it is. So, so it's limited, you know, it, it, it doesn't acknowledge the expansiveness of the universe. And if we come from that limited perception and we're only thinking difficult, negative, scared, anxious thoughts, then we're going to create difficult, negative, anxious situations. Or if we only think neutral thoughts, we'll have neutral situations. We have to think, what is the reality I wanna create? How do I focus on creating that? How do I spend time dreaming about it and planning for it and loving it and enjoying it and having fun with it? I've been watching uh, some shows on telekinesis and the the main way to move an object without touching it is to come from your heart space. And you have your heart space be in a place of love. You have your head be in a place of move and it will move. Mm-hmm. It it's amazing what we can do, but it always starts from that heart space and the higher vibration. And if you're spending your time being scared, anxious, worried, or depressed and not doing anything about it, not in your heart, you're going to create more of that. You know, in my group coaching program last week, I gave them the assignment that you had to write a hundred things that you were grateful for. And it was really interesting because <laughs> people could get to number 30 and then it was like, Ugh, or 50 and it was like, Ugh. and every single one of them said, I had to really focus on dropping back into my heart to get to the next number because they kept getting jammed up at a certain place. Right. And it's true. Right. It's absolutely true. It's like, you need to tap back into that heart because that heart is the magnetic force. Yep. And it's, it's what the creates magnet on the earth. Mm-hmm. So use it I, always think if, I always think if mother Teresa could find beauty and joy in the midst of a lifetime of helping heal suffering, right. Then I can do it too. Right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You can be in the most miserable circumstances and still find happiness and joy. That's what it is, you know? And it's kind of like, I, I was, I have 11 brothers and sisters. There were 14 people living in a three bedroom split level, like not a big house, less than, I think it's like 1500 square feet. And it's like, how? Well, we, we, for the most part, we're always happy. Like, I don't really, people tell these stories and all these other things in their homes. And I'm like going, that didn't happen in ours. Like we just played like we just, you know, and my mom was like the epitome of like the alchemist of just kind of like letting the energy go where the energy went. And she just, she goes, I woke up every day, did what I could and voila, you know? And I was like, that's fabulous. And that's why you're so successful in so many areas of your life. You know, Mm -hmm. you had this experience of being able to really strengthen that place of joy that place of happy, you know, not everybody was born into those kind of circumstances where their family knew how right. to, you know, how to be happy together, right. how to enjoy each other's company. And 
you know, and a lot of parents, you know, they were suffering, they were struggling, they didn't know, they didn't know how to manage their own emotions. And right. so it was passed down, you know, to the children. And it's time to break the, um, the cycle of creating destruction mm -hmm. instead of creating something that's life affirming, right. something that's, that's uh, growing and moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just about like creating happiness, you know, and, and I always tell people follow your giggle because that's your heart. You know, men get these grins on their faces, you know, women giggle. And if you can find like, people will ask me, well, Jewel, which is the most fiscally smart way to do this? And I go, which one makes you giggle more? And they're like, well, but I don't want to, I go, if it makes you giggle and I just had someone, and I know I'm bringing up the group coaching thing again, but somebody this week, she has struggled over, uh, 13 weeks. We did it every quarter. I start up a new group and, um, I told her, I said, she kept wanting to get a job. And I said, Hey, if you take that one, you, but she goes, but I'm so worried. Cause I'm living out of my savings. And I said, okay, can you, can you take the worry and put it to the side? And what I want you to do is I want you to focus on um, here and now, and you've made your list. Can you read me the list of what your ideal job and work life is like? She wanted flexible. She didn't want to get out of the office all the time. She wanted to be paid well, did it. And she wanted the flexibility to travel and every job that kept coming to her, she would get all the way there. And then it was like right there. And then all of a sudden they tell her they want her in the office five days a week. And then and she goes, I'm not finding it. I'm not finding it. I'm like, okay, well, okay. Maybe you need a bridge. Maybe you need, and she came back going, no, I don't want the bridge. She goes, I want to like, I want to go straight into what I want. I'm like, okay, but you have to hold a safe container for yourself as you're making these shifts and changes in your life, whether it's relationships or in your money, you have to hold a safe container for yourself. So if it's a bridge, okay. So you slowly, but surely get there. If it's jumping off a cliff, that's okay too. The key is, is make sure you stay safe. And she goes, no, I feel safe enough with the savings that I have. And she kept holding what was true for her. And do you know, she got this intuitive hit to, and it said, um, why don't you call that job back that you really, really loved and just say, you know what? I know you're looking for somebody five days a week inside the office. And I know that's not what I want to do, but if you'd like temporary help, I would absolutely love to help you guys until you find the right person. So she called them up and she said that, and they have, they offered her more money than she's ever made in her entire life. They gave her the flexibility. And I told her, I said, just maybe, just maybe you're helping to shift your relationship with employers and you're teaching your employer how to change, how to be in relationship with their employees, because they're going to realize they love you that much. They're going to bend the old fashioned rules because you're doing a great job because you're in your passion, you're in your purpose and you're showing up in a major way for them. And she's like, she, she just believed me and she then held that with them. And now it's her reality. And she's so excited. She goes, I cannot believe how much money they're paying me. Like she's telling everybody and she's like, I'm proof. This is what's happening. I cannot believe it. And it then gave her sister the opportunity, like the courage to then quit the job. That's just like the relationships at her job are just wearing her out. She's exhausted. 
But see, if we choose to focus on all the crappy things at the employer, as opposed to hold the container for potential of what you want to create, it always comes into form and the money always shows up. The ideal love relationships always show up when you start to really tune into that inside. It's really interesting. It's really fun to watch. I don't know about you, but for me, watching people actually start to experience that and step into that, it's beautiful, but you really have to understand that it's an inside job, not an outside job. Well, I, I think we're always looking for something, looking for the thing that will fit what we're looking for. And without realizing that we're creating the job that isn't quite right. We're creating the, the relationship that's abusive. Mm -hmm. When you consciously create in your mind, in your body, when you're in tune with it, when you're in love with it, you consciously create a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. You consciously create the perfect right. job and that it'll seem to just show up, but you created it. You didn't even have to go looking for it. Right. You spent the time, you created it, and then that's when it showed up in the world. It's a reflection yeah. of your own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Correct. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's I'm working fascinating. Uh, yeah, I'm working with the mother and daughter right now. I've been working with the mom for a while, like once a month, and she's been able to clean up you know, important relationships. And because she's created space, now her daughter's trauma is starting to surface so that they can deal with the trauma. And just teaching them both, especially her daughter, that she has power over how she feels. And when she focuses on the feelings which are loving and compassionate and joyful, right. Right. then she's going to have a loving and compassionate and joyful family. And so really giving her the power that her joy can create the experience that she wants. And it's sometimes difficult to believe those things because, you know, we are still getting, you know, hits from people around us. They're emotionally, you know, nuts. They do really mean things. They hurt each other. You know, so part of us is like, well, I'm not creating this. This is just happening. But right, when right. we recognize we are creating it by our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and if they're not the same, and if they're not in a place of care and compassion and, and joy and connectedness, then we are creating something we don't want. That's so true, right? Because you're authentically not yourself. Right. And I think it boils down to that we have all this fear in our minds of stepping into it. But then once you actually step, you're like, oh, that was not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Right, it's the, the cortisol that gets wavered. in the way though, in our brain. And a lot of times we can't step into something because our body won't let us. And so you literally have to say, okay, I'm gonna polish this mirror, I'm gonna, meditate, I'm going to walk more, I'm going to take better care of myself. And it lets the cortisol barrier, the cortisol wall shrink until you're able, physically capable and able to step past whatever's left. 
right and make and make the stand you need to to make or or step in the way that you do but it takes unplugging from the fear and plugging into something greater than you over and over and over even when you don't want to right and Especially when you don't want to and that's like building a muscle Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand that it's just like exercising your physical body. Yep. It's like exercising your emotional body and your mental body. Cause if you plugged in a way of the world, a certain way, it's like, you have to build the muscle when you're trying to plug it in, in a different way. And yes. it's okay. It's kind of like my daughter said the other day, I, I, I have to share. I have all the stories that I have said and all the, um, things I have this picture, if I may share. Dawn a new day, a picture of the ex, the boyfriend, and my daughter, all smiling. Oh! And I said, to, and it was at my my son's baseball game, and I said, "Dawn a new day, here we go." Like because it's the new energy, it's the new way to be. It's let's plug all in. And even my daughter, her muscle memory yesterday on the way to dance class was my one. My other daughter says, "Mom." this was so great this weekend to see everybody getting along. Like it was just like this all, and I'm like, I agree. And my one daughter goes, yeah, just wait. It's not going to last that long. And I was like, I said, you know what? I'm going to hold the space in the container that this is the beginning of many. And she's just, my daughter's like rolling her eyes. And I go, Hey hon, you know what? You're going to shine girlfriend. You're good. It's all great. You're good. And so let's call it a day. And I go, have a great day. Like this morning they got up and it was so funny. You could tell it. They're still, they're still in the in-between. And I go, oh my gosh, good morning. You know, just trying to like, just be authentically me and not be in where everyone else is in their process of a new beginning. Do you ever have the experience where you're like, I tried. And it just didn't work. And that's, be- <laughs> and that's because it's like learning anything new. It takes 10,000 steps to get good at it. So you're going to have to 10,000 times unplug and plug into something different. And it'll get worse. Even as people's behavior blows up and even as they attack you more or even as everything falls apart, that's your test. You have to keep choosing what you want and feeding what you want and letting go of the stories that keep creating what you don't want. Correct. Right. Right. And you just take it one step at a time. Every day, consistently, just like picking up any new skill, writing your name, riding a bike, um, getting a, a license in massage, whatever. You, right. you put the time in, you put the work in of coming back to joy, coming back to connection. And if you do that, you're creating, consciously creating a different life for yourself. But if you don't do that, if you give up because right. it's not working, then you're going to keep repeating the same patterns. You're going to keep having exactly what you've always had. Exactly. And so it's about, it goes back to that muscle memory. It's like, you will tend to want to go to that old one. It's like, Mm, yeah, no. Okay. We're plugging in over here. And It'll feel reality. like an addiction. It'll feel like the world is coming to an end. Oh. Like if you don't do something now, 
that everything's going to fall apart. That's how it's going to feel. And even when you're feeling that way, especially when you're feeling that way, that's when you have to plug into something greater than you. Well, and here's, if I, if I had a drink, I'll use a candle. Here's to feeling the way that you want to feel all the time. <laughs> exactly. Choosing, choosing your life, consciously creating your yes. life instead of being feeling helpless <sighs> and out of control. Um, especially because the world is getting more stressed out and anxious and, and we're all feeling it. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. Well, Rita, thank you so much. And how do people get a hold of you, Rita? They can find me at ritahickmancoaching.com. Um, they can find me on YouTube by typing in my name, or they can find me on Facebook by typing in my name. Beautiful. And I've been doing content for like, you know, 15 years now. So there's plenty out there that people can find around narcissism, around health, around uh, brains for children, around relationships, all of it. Yep. And by all means, if you guys want to join my group coaching, juliemurphy.com, get on my email list and you'll find out when the next one's starting. And we are here to help you to get to a life that you absolutely love. So let's get there. <laughs> Thanks, Rita. Bye. Thanks, Julie.